Coming to you from the HagmanReport.com studio. Located in the Keystone State, birthplace of a mighty nation, it's your host, Doug Hagman. This is the Hagman Report, where truth can't be silenced. Never before has that statement been more um, accurate than right now. And I want to thank each and every one of you from the bottom of my heart for keeping this platform on the air. You're doing it, and thank you. And as a result of that, I'm going to get right to this. Perhaps, I believe, this will be the most important broadcast that I've ever done. And I rarely, if ever, have said that before. This is the most important broadcast I've ever done. Folks, you know, when I say the absolute proof documentary, what do you think of it? You immediately think of uh, the video, the documentary about the vote and election fraud, specifically the changing of the votes. Well... Have I got a treat for you? And again, this is because of your ability, your uh, graciousness to keep this platform on the air. Today, tonight, right now, I've got two of the three uh, executive producers on air, Brandon House and Mary Fanning, the third, of course, being Michael J. Lindell. Uh, Brandon House is also the director of this video this documentary, which, by the way, has been making headlines worldwide. I'm not going to waste any time, any more time. I'm going to give this right over to Brandon House. It is an honor for me to have Mr. House and Ms. Fanning on with me. I believe 100%, by the way, I believe 100% in this documentary. I've watched it a number of times. We have investigative staff here who has watched it who has gone through the steps to verify as much as possible, um, the uh, as much as they're, they're able to, the information. It is all 100% accurate based on their assessment, investigative assessment. And we're talking about uh, cyber security analysts as well as licensed investigators. This video, folks, right now, get a pen, write this down. And it'll be in the program description notes, wvwtv.com slash proof. That's where you can watch it, wvwtv.com slash proof. Also, theamericanreport.org. Without any further ado, Mary Fanning and Brandon House. Brandon, I'm going to kick it over to you, please. You're, you're an American hero today, and as well, well as Ms. Ms. Fanning. You're very kind. Thank you. This has been a massive team effort. You know, the three executive producers, uh, Mike Lindell, Mary Fanning, myself, I had the joy and privilege of uh, directing it from our studios in Tennessee. We did this filming and post-editing in six days. Filming and post-editing in six days. Uh, There were other people that were approached. I think some were a little afraid of the content topic with some of the threats going around out there. Uh, and others said you just can't film and produce something like this in, in uh, five or six days. We did it in six days. I hope the audience really understands what I just said. And I know unless you've 
filmed something and post-edited something that is this, you know, involved and this many people and this many graphics, that that probably doesn't ring true. But we filmed it uh, this past weekend, um, whatever the de- that date was. I'll have to look at my calendar. In maybe. your studio. In, oh, yeah. Right where you're sitting is where Michael oh, yeah. Lindell was sitting. Oh, yeah. So we started filming this on uh, Saturday, February 6th. And we filmed Saturday, Sunday, and Monday. We started post-editing on Tuesday. And we post-edited. I post-edited this on Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday. So reality is three days of filming, three days of post-editing. And anyone that's a post-editor knows uh, to take this content, that amount of content filmed over three days, and then organize it and post-edit it in three days is absolutely unheard of. Uh, In fact... Uh, we pulled 18-hour days, uh, we, and then the last day we pulled a – actually, I take that back. We were pulling 21-hour uh, days, 21-hour days. Most of the nights I got three hours sleep. We were pulling 21-hour days, and then the last day, 24 hours straight, I didn't go to bed. And so that's what it took to get it done. We got it done. I don't know how anyone can argue with the content. Now, what this involved was not only uh, Mike Lindell being here in studio, but then Mary Fanning – being on speakerphone throughout the entire production, the filming, the post-editing. So all three of us were on, uh, involved in this project uh, with Mary via speakerphone. So she was hearing everything that was being said, you know, giving the input. And the three of us sat there uh, in the filming and we said, hey, we need another question to be added. So Mary would say, I think you should ask him this. I think you should ask him that. And Mike would do that. Uh, then I would come in and say, you know, why don't you do this? Or we need to reshoot that again, whatever it might be. And then in post-editing, same way. Post-editing, we would work. I would work on it. G- generally what happened is I would start working on it. And I said, Mike started out sitting on my left, Mike Lindell, my fellow guy. And he kind of watched what I did because he really had never seen how a documentary was put together. He, By the way, he had never hosted a show before. You want a little backstory? Uh, he had never hosted a show before. And I'm not sure he planned on being on camera per se as a host from the news desk because he started out behind the camera shooting questions at the first guest and i said wait a minute you're not mic'd up they can't see you and so i said i really think we ought to put you at the desk uh and let you interview the guest who was in studio we had 17 people that were i think around 17 people in total including three security that were flown in and um so he said i I, i've never hosted a show And I said, yeah, but you'll do great. And so with just a little bit of coaching, uh, he took off. I mean, you guys can see the proof is in the final production. Another little funny story is when we have two people at the news desk. um, Now, remember, I'm I'm facing this direction and the audience is watching this direction. So I'm just going to do it by my my reality of sitting here. So initially I put I put Mike right here and I put the guest over here. And in true Mike Lindell fashion, he said, I need to be over here and the guest over here. And I said, yeah, I have a side that I prefer too when I'm filming. But his reason was different than mine. He wanted to make sure he was on this side so that his cross, his cross on this, I think it was this part of his lapel, would be highly visible by the camera. So his issue was, I've got to make sure people can see my cross. Now, people say, oh, 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 you know, the guy wants to, you know, wave his uh, religion. Let me tell you something. This guy, I spent six days with him. Uh, we're talking hours, hour, hours and hours. 
And you know what? This guy is not only a strong, courageous patriot, but he is truly a committed Christian. Um, the numerous times that we stopped uh, because there was issues going on, his company being attacked, he was sitting at this news desk. He was sitting at this news desk, and we had to stop filming uh, because he had to deal with the issue of mattress firm canceling. Um, he was he was here in this studio when it came out that Twitter had canceled his My Pillow Twitter account. Um, I cannot tell you what this guy was dealing with, whether from his company, the phone calls of the media people that were calling him, wanting to talk to him. You ought to hear some of the names that were calling him from the liberal press, wanting you know to play the old gotcha game. And then just the stress of sitting at a news desk, interviewing people, all that was going on, post-editing. I mean, it was stressful for all of us, but he had the stress of being the uh, you know, the guy with the platform, the voice that was really going to be the one most targeted, because if they could remove and discredit Mike Lindell, then, you know, they don't have a leader anymore. Right. We don't have a leader. And so I have to tell you, in that six days watching this man under pressure, the last day I turned to him, it was probably I don't know, it was about 11 o'clock at night on on Thursday night. I remember, we pulled an all nighter that night. It was about 11 o'clock at night and something had happened that was extremely stressful for him from a business standpoint and that he had to fix. And so he had a couple people on the phone dealing with it. And when he hung up from that call, I, I said to him as I was sitting there post-editing, I don't even know if I turned my head because I was so busy post-editing and he was sitting right here on my right. I said, you know what? I cannot believe how calm you are. You know, this guy, is he doesn't scream and holler. He just deals with the issue and moves forward. But I cannot tell you the number of times that um, we stopped and prayed because something would be going on and we would stop and pray and collect our minds and keep moving. So I, I just want to affirm for those that think this guy wearing his cross is some kind of stunt. It's not. I watched this man for six days. Um, I mean, this guy chooses his words very carefully. Um, I just, I mean, you know, my 17 year old son, soon to be 18 year old son was involved in some of the post editing. We had to bring him in uh, toward the last little bit to help me keep up because it was moving so fast that Mike had gotten ahead of uh, me. Because what I would do is I would, he was started out sitting off my left. And we would post edit and, and he just wanted to see how it worked. And I finally said to him, I can get more done if you just let me do this. You go do your interviews, deal with whatever you have to do, administrating your business and all this going on, the publicity of what's coming, the servers that we're going to need to run this on, all that. You go do that. Let me post edit without the stress of you watching because it, it's like making sausage. You don't want to watch, but the final product, your love. And so he said, okay, cool. So he went away. So that kind of started how we started out on post editing on Tuesday. And uh, he would go do his thing and I would have several hours to post edit and take clips, full you know, video of a 40 minute, 30 minute interview, whatever it is, and pare it down to five, six minutes and say, here's what's left. And then he would come in and look at that and give us his thoughts. We might uh, take something else out. I would sometimes leave a little extra things in that I thought probably should go out, but let's let him make that decision. And then he would say, yeah, I agree. Let's get rid of that. And then we would be done. And we'd put that in a folder until we just kept collecting these clips. So I would, he would sometimes leave to go back and, and spend the night at his hotel. And uh, he might leave at 2, 1, 1, one thirty in the morning. Uh, and I would keep working till 3.30 or 4. And then I would get up and be back at the computer by 7, 7.30. And then I would have to stop and do my radio show at 1 and be off the air at 2. And then he would show up maybe around 2.30 or 3. And then by that point, I had a lot done. 
that I could then sit and show him with Mary Fanning on on the phone and we would hear it and she would she would hear it. We would see it and we'd make final decisions. Is this piece done? And once that piece was done, we'd slide slide it over into my folder until we got all those pieces done. Well, as we got toward the end, he caught up with me. He caught up with me and I still had a couple more pieces to do. So we brought in my 17 year old son who would sit on one iMac and I'd sit on the other and Mike Lindell would sit in between us and Mike Lindell, my seven, soon to be 18 year old would would sit there and my son would post edit this long form. And then with Mike, he'd start cutting out what Mike thought should go out. Then they'd bring it to me and I would do what I do. And so my uh, 17 year old son spent almost, um, 24 hours sitting next to Mike Lindell. Let me just tell you as a dad, to have your son sitting next to a patriot, an entrepreneur, one of the most successful businessmen in America, certainly the most visible entrepreneur in America, with his story, you know, and he's laid it all out, and that's what the media hates. They don't have any dirt on him because he put it all himself in his book. So they have to just simply make it up in whole cloth now. But to have the guy who has a story, who persevered like this, who has a strong faith, who has courage, who's a patriot, and have your soon-to-be 18-year-old son working with this guy, and, and my son would take a bullet. My son got up the other day after spending six days with Mike Lindell. My son got up the other day, and he said to me, I woke up, and I thought, oh, I get to interact with Mike Lindell today. And then I realized he was gone, and it kind of made me sad. So my, 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 my son is homesick for Mike Lindell. That, you know what? Teenagers can see through a fraud in a heartbeat. Well, I'm telling you, Mike Lindell's the real deal, and my my 17 year old can testify to it as well. Brandon House, wvwtv.com. That's wvwtv.com/proof. Mary Fanning, theamericanreport.org. Both in the program description box. The backstory behind. Absolute proof. Uh, I'm, I'm going to tell you, this is perhaps the most important documentary of our time. Mary Fanning is is one of the, uh, I believe, one of the greatest minds, and, and she's been so maligned out there. It's not funny, as has Brandon House and, of course, Mike Lundell. And uh, Brandon, the way, real quick here, and then we'll bring Mary on, um, the, uh, the way that the left has attacked Mr. Lundell's um, recovery project to me was over the top. You know, there's one thing about cancel culture for a product, for a mattress, for your, I'm sorry, for uh, pillows and, and for sheets and, and bathrobes and what have you. Uh, there's another issue when, when they attack the uh, recovery aspect, the drug recovery aspect. And uh, that to me is, it was just hideous. And by the way, folks, if you go to wvwtv.com, um, and order through the website. There's a uh, uh, wvwtv.com is an affiliate for my pillow guy. So um, order your product through wwtv.com and use the code. What, yeah, what they do is they go to mypillow.com and then they can I'm use sorry. the promo I'm sorry, I got that backwards. Thank you for correcting me on that. Okay, continue. Uh, and, and again, Mary Fanning and Brandon House, two of the three executive producers of Absolute Proof. And this is the backstory as well as the meat of this video. But by, by my goodness, please watch it, share it all over the world, post it everywhere. Don't let this go. Go ahead, Brandon. Well, and I would also push you to the AmericanReport.org where Mary has years and years of research that you can read 
because that's so crucial to understanding where we're at now and why the theft of the of the election, as Mary over, says all the time, is not just the theft of the election, it's the theft of the nation. And when you realize who these players are that stole the election, we believe, they're also the people that are the most existential threat to the country. And so when you go to the AmericanReport.org, you can read all of the research by Mary Fanning and Alan Jones uh, that document just what a existential threat we are in as a nation and why they had to make sure they installed their people into power so that our enemies, both foreign and domestic, could continue to take over this country. I mean, there's a reason China, I believe, wanted to be involved in hacking in this election along with other countries. And then when you realize that, I, as Mary lays out and Alan lays out in their research at theamericanreport.org, they're already inside the wire. These people have moved some of the, you know, we've talked about the Club K cargo missile launching system and all that. That all came from Mary, okay? That all came from Mary, and I used it in my documentary uh, Sabotage. I used it in my documentary Sabotage back in 2018. And so that all came from Mary, and that's how I knew her research was legit. By the way, I had Mary's research vetted by a close friend of mine of 13 years who was with one of the three-letter agencies that had 600 uh, agents answering to him. Uh, in one of the three letter agencies, dear friend for 13 years, still is. Uh, and I asked him to kind of vet her information. When he vetted Mary Fanning's information, he actually, which he heard of me talking about on my radio show and TV show, he did not know this information because his area is a specific area in the intelligence arena. So when he heard this, he went to verify it, found it to be true related to the Club K cargo missile launching system. He printed out Mary's and Alan Jones's extensive report and began to hand it to high-ranking members of Congress who sat on certain committees related to national intelligence and the military. And then he been, began to hand the report to people with several stars on their shoulder and alerting them. Some of them, I'm told, did not know about this. So this is the research that Mary Fanning and Alan Jones have done. I knew it to be true. I included it in my documentary, Sabotage, a whole section on this Club K cargo missile launching system. And you'll see Mary Fanning and Alan Jones's report being in the B-roll footage. So I knew Mary's research to be legit. And that's why when Mary and I began to talk about this election theft the day after the election with Thomas General Thomas McInerney, three-star general retired, who was in charge of all the nukes for the Pentagon and Alaska, NORAD Alaska, the day after the election, we began to talk about this. Now, remember, Mary had been talking about this and dealing with this since 2014. So she, this, this is groundbreaking stuff from 2014. So everybody trying to play catch up, and and you understand why she's like, I'm not, I'm not going to play, you know, these games with you people because I've been doing this since 2014. And, you know, just because you haven't got up to speed, that's not my fault. And that's what we're really doing right now is playing a lot of catch up with not only people that should have already been briefed and, and read in, but the American people. We're trying to bring the American people up to speed as to what's happening to their country before it's too late. So when we started this the day after the election, then Mary and I for 20 days were dealing with this on radio and TV for 20 days on radio and TV. Keep in mind, I was getting phone calls from people that I knew tied to the intelligence arena, some of them former intelligence people in one of the three-letter agencies, telling me immediately, you don't want to be interviewing Mary Fanning and Thomas McInerney. You don't want to be doing this. This is all fake. It's all a fraud. It's a conspiracy. You're going to look stupid and ruin your entire 30-year career. And uh, I said, no, I don't believe that to be true. I trust Thomas McInerney, and I have stood on the research of Mary Fanning and put it in my documentary, Sabotage. And so I, that, that her track record does not bear out what you're saying. So I pers pushed forward. I received no less than three communications from people convinced from the intelligence arena, some I think still with it, trying to convince me to not cover this on my 55 terrestrial stations or platform. 
So for 20 days, we dealt with this. On the 27th of November, 2020, while I was on the air live for television with General McInerney and Mary Fanning, my phone rang and it was General Michael Flynn, three-star general retired Michael Flynn, giving us the first interview since his pardon from President Trump. His, par his pardon for what should have never been an issue. I mean, it's ridiculous, but we won't get into all that. But the reality is that's very important. He didn't go to Rush Limbaugh. He didn't go to Sean Hannity. He didn't go to Mark Levin. He came to our program. And what's very interesting about that is if for 20 days, Mary Fanning and I and General McInerney were chasing a conspiracy theory, why would the former head of the Department of National Intelligence, why would he, who would have been aware of what a lot of what we're talking about, obviously, all of it, why would he come on a program with Mary Fanning and General McInerney has his first interview since his pardon. Remember, he's been under gag order for years. He can go wherever he wants to talk. And he comes to my TV show with those two people. Why? Well, let me tell you what my opinion is. My opinion is he came on there and he was giving some validity to what it is we were saying. He didn't run from our story. He didn't run from what we were reporting. He actually came on the show and he said, America is under one of the worst, if not the worst, cyber war attack from enemies foreign and domestic. We are under cyber attack from overseas through this election. And so to all the critics who say this is a conspiracy, that it's, you know, kabuki, why did he come on our broadcast? So with that, we continued, passed November 27th. We did 1.6 million views on our website of that show in 48 hours. And we continued through December. And on January 9th, Mary and I were trying to find ways to get this to the president of the United States, Donald Trump. And the people we knew around him had been, a lot of them shut out, locked out. And so Mary and I on January 9th, it was a Saturday, we're having, you know, we talked many, many, many times a day over the, since you know, the day after the election, pretty much on the phone nonstop. And so um, we decided we needed to get this to someone. Who could we do, that, get this to? And Mary said, you know, do, do you have anyone left that you know of? Because she'd been working her contacts and her leads and everybody had been shut out around the president. And so I said, there's only one guy left I know, one guy left I know that has access and has the guts and the courage to do it, who I'd interviewed on radio and uh, just within the last you know few days, few weeks, had I interviewed him on radio and interviewed him on TV, so I had his phone number, his cell phone number, which is all very providential in itself. That's a backstory we won't have time for today. But I said, there's only one guy's phone number I have that has access and the guts to do it, and it's Mike Lindell. So I put Mary on hold. I called Mike. Mike answered. I said, Brandon House here. And he said, hey, I said, hey, do you mind if I conference in a, a, a lady by the name of Mary Fanning? He said, no, go ahead. So I conferenced her in and I said, Mike, this is Mary Fanning. And I explained everything pretty much I just explained to you guys about the fact that, you know, I trusted her research and she was legit and valid and can be trusted. And I had had her vetted by people I knew in the intelligence arena, actively still in the intelligence arena, that her research had stood up, her Club K cargo missile launching system report that I put in my sabotage documentary. And you can trust her. And so with that, I giving her, you know, backing up her resume, her credentials, he said, great. And I said, Mary, take it. And so Mary from there downstreamed the big picture. And it was a 21 minute conversation. I still have the screenshot. I showed it to Mike when we were in post-production because he said, what was that date you called me? And I pulled it up in my photos and showed him the screenshot of our of our phone call. And he said, you you screenshotted it? I said, and he laughed. He thought it was funny. 
I mean, he, he was really, he, he was glad I did, but he thought it was funny. And I said, he, you know, why did you do that? I said, because I was marking what I thought was an historic phone call. And I wanted my kids and grandkids to see the day, January 9th, the timestamp and how long we talked. The phone call, I believe, that changed the world, or hopefully will change the world, certainly has made a historic wave now. And, and that is Mary Fanning and I's phone call to Mike Lindell, January 9th. From there, he uh, began, he hung up, made some other calls, got back in touch with Mary, and Mary began to brief key important people on this, downstreaming it with her photographic memory without notes, which just blew everybody away. They couldn't believe that this lady could downstream this stuff with no notes. It blew them away, but she's got a photographic memory. I mean, she if she doesn't, it's, it's very close. And they couldn't believe it. And so the information was checking out as we knew it would. And so we, we, what we finally see within days of that phone call, January 9th, Mike Lindell is off to the White House. And you guys will remember that the media picked up pictures of his notes with their telephoto lens and blew them up and made a big issue because his notes that someone had given him that Mike said was, you know, some attorney or attorneys talking about legal options for the president included, you know, martial law. Well, that's not why we sent him there, okay? We sent him up there about what's in this documentary uh, and the great reveal and, and the information that Mary had, which comes from, again, people related to the intelligence arena that had captured the steel in real time, timestamp, date, IP address, MAC address, everything starting November 1st forward, captured it all in real time. Because as Mary will tell you, they knew this was coming. And Mary and Alan in one of their articles in October told specifically which states this would happen in. Well, how did she know that? Well, she can tell you how she knew that. So these people in the intelligence arena that captured this in real time um, uh, had this information, as they see in the documentary. And so Mike took that and was taking it to the White House, and the media saw those pictures, and it blew up. Otherwise, we might never be here talking about what was a covert operation, uh, and we would never come out and talk about it. But once the media took that picture with a telephoto lens, it was out. And so we went public with it on radio and TV with Mike Lindell, and out of that was born this documentary. And so um, it's so, a historic event. If I can just recap this so people understand this, that iconic photo of Mike Lindell walking out, of, walking by the West Wing there, where they zeroed in on a paper that had really was irrelevant to the conversation. That meeting happened because of the investigative uh, acumen and the investigative efforts of really what I would call an unsung hero of this, Mary Fanning um, and Brandon House and Mike Lindell, I mean, himself. That's right. That was, that was the okay. phone call January 9th where I called him, conferenced him in with Mary, and she for 21 minutes, that call lasted downstreaming him on, on what's really in this documentary for two hours. And uh, that's what compelled him to take this information after he vetted it with other things and sources and worked with Mary. Uh, within days, he was off to the White House and in the Oval Office. So that phone call is what proje projected him to, to use his access to do that. Now, again, I just want to affirm the courage, the, the courage of Mike Lindell to not only listen, uh, uh, but to act. And uh, Mike Lindell proved to us what we thought. He was probably the only man in America that would have the understanding and the courage. Some people have the understanding, they just didn't have the courage. Mike Lindell had the understanding and the courage. Fantastic. Mary Fanning, thank you so very much for all you do, all you've done, and in, in the um, immense uh, work that you've done. Brandon, can we bring her into this conversation? Because I, I would like to hear, um, well, I mean, it's, it, it, I'll tell you what, you 
you call the shots here because this is your Mary Fanning, Brandon House, two of the three executive producers of Absolute Proof. It's it's the it's the documentary that's making headlines all across the world, and it's a severe indictment of the election fraud of 2020. And there it is on screen, available at wvwtv.com/proof and theamericanreport.org, and in other places. Post it and and, and please attribute it properly to Ms. Fanning and. Uh, uh, Mike Lindell and Brandon House. Uh, so, Brandon, go ahead and, and conduct the interview because I don't, I don't want to get in the way. I don't want to get in my own way. So go ahead. Well, I, I, we need to bring Mary in at this point because uh, after the introduction with Mary and the work then that Mary, uh, the introduction of Mary to Mike Lindell and the work they began to do, uh, then the idea came up of a documentary to, to, to inform the American people and I guess they talked to a couple other people, and they didn't think they could do it. They're afraid of it. They think they could do it fast enough. And Mary, again, Mary. The great thing about Mary and I is we're we're very very close friends. I mean, um, Mary knows my who my kids are. She knows my wife. My wife is friends with her now. Uh, Mary and I talk many 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 hours a day. We work on many projects together. She's a frequent guest on my radio show on 55 terrestrial stations, as she will be today. She's a frequent guest on my TV show. So this this uh, this uh, partnership of Fanning and House, uh, you know, th- Mary is a very special person, and I hope that she will be in my life uh, for the rest of my life. And um, Mary and I have a great way of working together, coming from it at different positions, uh, her strength being her photographic memory, her um, research, her stellar investigation with her co-author and researcher, Alan Jones, who's also a frequent guest on radio TV with us. Uh, And then, of course, I bring the ability to understand it because of my years dealing with these topics and communism and Islam and uh, color revolution and all my documentary siege sabotage all the stuff that you know we've done and talked about so I'm able to understand what she's presenting to me and downstream it and keep up with her once she presents it to me now if she didn't present it to me what she's uncovering some of this stuff I, I, I you know I can only research so many things but when she brings it to me then I'm able to grasp and understand it add it to other pieces and keep going but also we have built a platform here we've spent millions of dollars building this platform of WVW broadcast network uh, over the years. And so now we have, a, and I built it because I was one, one of the first guys to have a Roku channel when people didn't even know what Roku was other than a small group of people. So we built a channel and a network and, and a studio that's high quality production that people have come in here, been on Fox News and said, you know, your studio is nicer than than some of the hosts that Fox News have been to. So we've worked very hard to present quality material in a professional manner. And so Mary and I are really a great team because with her work, her research, and then my ability to produce and direct and post edit and film in our studio, Mary and I, you, you can't, you just wait for the other projects Mary Fanning and I crank out. You just wait. So with that, let me bring on my um, friend, my research partner, my uh, executive dir- director partner. She was the executive producer along with Mike Lindell. I was the director, but the, all three of us were the executive producers. So let me bring on one of the three executive producers of uh Absolute truth, Mary Fanning. Mary, thanks for joining us today. It's so nice to be with you always, Brandon. And uh, it's nice to be able to speak to the American public. They've given our our documentary an incredible welcome and uh, no better place to talk about it than on Hagman. Thank you very much. 
Thank um, you. And by the way, I consider you a, a heroine in this. I really do. A hero for those people. Um, but but honestly, the work you've done, when, when my investigative staff looked at what you produced, they were blown away. And th th these aren't lightweights either. So thank you so very much. Go ahead. I'm not going to take any more of your time. Well, I mean, this is really a point in time when Americans need to stand shoulder to shoulder because not only did we have an election stolen, but we are about to lose our country. And um, as Brandon said, we, we, we decided to reach out to Mike. And, and Mike uh, Lindell is a patriot um, of just an extraordinary man, an extraordinarily good man. And uh, so as there were basically a Praetorian guard, you know, standing around President Trump and information was not getting through to him, the best way to do so was um, with Mike Lindell. And so we did. Um, the next step we realized is that we needed to, once the Washington Post and, and some others on the left and had started, CNN, et cetera, um, started, they gave us publicity we could never have purchased. And um, they simply blew the story wide open so that m most people, you know, started paying attention to what was happening with Mike Lindell. They went in to, to destroy his company, and you'll be so proud of, uh, you know, our fellow Americans. Not only did they stand with Mike Lindell, but his sales went up fivefold, and that has continued. And, in fact, it may be even greater. But the American people understand that the Mockingbird media is not presenting them the truth. And, you know, you really could look at the election and whether COVID was presented in or not keeping people um, from showing up uh, at rallies. You, you still saw when President Trump went on the road that he was attracting as many people inside as outside. And the numbers were astounding. And the excitement uh, and the backing that this president was receiving, while conversely, people were seeing that, you know, Joe Biden, when he came out of the basement, was even when he showed up with Barack Obama, still only was attracting 14 people. And so the American people were ready to hear this truth because they saw it. And regardless of whether the media presents a false narrative to the American people, they saw what had taken place under President Trump. They saw NAFTA being put to bed. They saw this country's manufacturing being uh, preserved for the American people, preserving their jobs, preserving their freedom, and bringing um, prosperity, and and also removing the division. You know, there, we're not, you know, one American against the other. We are the American family, and we we felt that it was very important to show that in fact it was foreign intrusion, foreign intrusion into our election. But beyond that. Um, we had to let the American people know that we really are working together for our country and, and that we have foreign adversaries who are, you know, one of our experts told that, the, that China has an army of people, uh, cyber warfare, uh, who are putting out information to try to turn one American against the other. Miss so, Fanning, are, are you Miss Fanning? I, I didn't mean to interrupt, but are you are you speaking of uh, Fifty Cent, the 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 Fifty Cent Army, or is this something more sophisticated than that? Much more sophisticated Thank than you. that. 
because people are uh, going to say, "Oh no, this is the fifties." No, no, this you're you're correct. Okay, thank you very much. Okay, this is China has a group, uh, you know, cyber uh, warfare experts who are coming in with trying to brainwash and turn the American people against one another, and um, and they're very good at that. And so what you know what we did then was we 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 decided we would bring together. We would adjudicate the election, and we would bring together the top experts who had actual proof of, of, of a stolen election with documentation, not anyone with opinions, but those who have documentation of stolen votes. And so what we did was we created a storyboard. We brought together the um, subject matter experts, those who had had firsthand involvement, uh, and we, and at that point, we began with our storyboard, with our experts. We put this together. We worked in concert, as Brandon said. Um, not only did he work around the clock, and not only did his son work around the clock, his 17-year-old son, but let me tell you, his entire family was working around the clock as we brought the, all these subject matter experts to the studio uh, to work with us for those six days straight. So we, we created this, this documentary, and it caught fire. The first day, we know that there were, and, and remember, it's also coming off of other platforms so that we cannot keep track of the numbers, but we know that it, at least 30 million people saw it that first day. That's amazing. Brandon? Um, it, it, it's a testament, by the way, uh, Mary, to your research and Brandon, your production post, pre, and investigative research as well. This is absolutely phenomenal. Okay. Um, the Brandon said something. You knew, you knew what was going to happen back in October. Am I correct in saying that? Um, we were working. Okay. I'm sorry. Go ahead. We cut out there for a little bit. Go We're ahead. working with subject. Go ahead. We were working with people inside and outside. Excuse me. The cybersecurity battle space. Ah, uh, okay. Um, this is what happens to your voice when you're up for six days straight. No. If, if folks, uh, again, uh, I'm going to let you catch your uh, uh, catch up with your voice here. Mary Fanning is, of course, one of the two or one of the three executive producers of Absolute Proof, along with Brandon House, who's also the director of Absolute Proof, along with Mike Lindell, who's uh, an executive producer of, of that uh, documentary as well. This, to me, is historical in terms of uh, talking with uh, two of the three. You can say, you can't, to me, you can't get any better than this. And and what's what's most topical here, uh, in terms of you know where we're at today, um, uh, you know the, the only right. question I have uh, is, will any of this outside of the court of public opinion, will any of the research, investigative research, and uh, uh, product that you you have uncovered, will this be heard anywhere outside again outside of the the public? Which I, I'm not downplaying that, but. This should be heard at the highest levels of, of any investigative body. Well, um, yes, what we, we worked with, um, we knew in advance that things were about to happen uh, with the election and how it would be attacked. As I said, we had 
subject matter experts, including people for them from the cybersecurity battle space, some still inside the government, others that are no longer inside the government, but also all with the expertise that they were watching what was happening. And um, they documented, they documented every bit of it in, in all counties in the United States, but in particular, we paid attention to the six swing states. In fact, it was actually nine initially and documented every vote and every intrusion into the election. And, um, and when I say we, I'm talking about the cybersecurity experts um, because that's an area um, that our government has people that are well-trained military experts that, that watch this. And um, in fact, they collected everything in real time beginning on November 1st. They documented every intrusion into our election um, as we, I said, we, we document the time stamp. So at this day, on this time exactly, down to the second, from this internet protocol address, with this unique computer ID, let's say coming out of Wuhan, China, going into uh, this unique computer ID and this IP address in the United States, and then we show which county exactly and exactly how many votes they stole from Donald Trump with all of that documentation. There are thousands of pages of this documentation, and you see that in the video. This is comparable so to latent fingerprints. These are electronic latent fingerprints of the greatest exactly. stuff. Yeah, exactly. Thank you. But, but I mean, uh, the greatest... So now we have... Yep. Go ahead. The, the communist, communist China deciding our elections. Uh, we know that the intrusion that over 60% we document, over 60% of that intrusion came from China. As I said, we show exactly where it came from. It's not just the IP address, it's also the unique computer ID. We know exactly which computer, where it was, longitude, latitude, and how it entered our election, and exactly the amount of votes stolen from Donald Trump at that point in time. So understand, when we have our adversaries deciding who is going to be um, our elected officials in our government, the American people's sacred right to vote, a vote that was paid for in blood and treasure, is being stolen by our adversaries. That included Iran. Uh, that included the Pakistan. We track it to the um, Pakistani ISI, their intelligence in Islamabad, um, we show that information. And so this means that the American people no longer run their own country. So uh, our, our officials are supposed to work for us, the American people, but now our foreign adversaries, and as, as Colonel Phil Waldron said, our foreign adversaries could not have accomplished this without the help of domestic traitors. Our foreign adversaries could not have accomplished this without the assistance of domestic traitors. Can we think about that? Can, that's chilling. Are we talking about uh, government officials and business uh, officials or business CEOs and such? Or, or, I mean, we're talking about all of the above, right? 
We're talking about all the above. In fact, Time Magazine, I mean, think about Time Magazine, the the piece they just put out, Molly Ball, crowing about how they were able to take the election and and the people that they put in place. Yes. Admission. Oh, my goodness. That should be exhibit A in the the court. I, I mean, thank you. Ms. Fanning for, for mentioning that, that if you folks, if you haven't seen it, uh, if you haven't read it, I think it's what, 6,500 words, but it's, it's a, it's an admission and and they called it, um, they didn't call it, uh, uh election interference. What they call it? Uh, election, uh, um, uh, firming up the election or something. I, I, I can't remember the word, but it was sounding like, Oh, th- this is a great thing to do. No, no, it's not. No, it's not. They gamed us. You're right. Thank you, Ms. Fanning. I, again, go ahead. Yeah, they they not only gamed us, but then she had the temerity, you know, as an American citizen to say that they had a secret cabal of um, wealthy and politically connected elites conspire to manipulate the rules and the laws of an election in order to win. You know, why didn't she just stand up and say we're we're thieving, cheating, un-American cabal? I mean, this is really stunning, a, a stunning point in time when we have people that can uh, crow about such activities. Regular Americans call that treason. Yes. Yes. Yeah, I, when I read that that uh, article, and, and that lines up, in my view anyway, when you look that in the look at that in the at, in the context of your investigative work product, Brandon, uh, Michael Lindell, um, absolute proof. When you look at it in that context, the pieces are falling into place. There is no one that can intellect with any degree of intellectual honesty can say that this was a free and fair election in, in, in my view. And, and I want to thank you again, my guests, Mary Fanning and Brandon house, two of the three executive producers of the documentary, absolute proof wvwtv.com slash proof also the americanreport.org folks bookmark the americanreport.org as well as wvwtv.com oh and one more thing i just got to toss this in there because i think this is so cool folks if you go to mypillow.com okay and you make an order because they're great pillows we have them uh my wife last night actually did did this and it's fantastic Put in as a promo code WVW, and you'll be able to save upwards of 60, well, beyond 60%, 66%, I believe, on your purchase. So it's a, a great deal. Uh, spread the word, and there it is on your screen. Brandon, I'm going to kick it back to you because you guys are this, I mean, I would shake your hands. I would wash your car. I'd take you out to lunch. I mean, you guys did a phenomenal job on this. Brandon, you there. Is this thing on? <laughs> What's that? No, all right. Brandon stepped away for a moment. Mary, um, again, you. Uh, yeah. So please continue with with uh, with it's, your. Well, so yeah. So this may go down as um, the greatest pillow fight that ever took place in our history, <laughs> and uh, because the American people have stood shoulder to shoulder with Mike Lindell, and they understand that they're you know because he spoke the truth. Uh, they, they seek to destroy him and they seek to destroy his business and all it has done is grown exponentially. Interesting that he's giving 66% off of something when we know that the foreign intrusion into our election was 66% 
uh, accomplish that intrusion by China. So uh, it, it's sort of an interesting statistic. But um, we're looking at, um, as I said, Time Magazine. When they are crowing about bringing together a cabal of business titan, titans and labor uh, and to, to take – they're, they're taking from the American people that which they put President Trump into power for – because he was saving our manufacturing. He was stopping the offshoring and the outsourcing of all the jobs in this country. Um, and the great beneficiary of that is and has been China. Um, ever since they opened the doors to China, thinking would they come in and, and get into the uh, global game of commerce and play fair. But instead, that's not what they've done. <clears throat> and too many uh, business titans have have turned to offshoring and outsourcing, but what it was doing to America, all you had to do was drive through small-town America, and you see all the manufacturing and, and the factories and the jobs that have been um, shipped out of this country, and yet those products were still being brought in and sold to Americans. So All for the want of uh, cheap labor, or cheap products. Also, the ones of cheap labor. So you were having the business titans walk off with, you know, a winning hand. Yet they were leaving the American people who built this country behind. Exactly. You were leaving the American people who play, who paid for uh, the sacred right to vote with their blood and treasure, with their tax dollars, with their sons and fathers, uh, and generationally having stood for and by this country. And that's simply the, you know, the, the distillation of that is it simply wasn't right. And the American people understood that. They saw that. They saw that the country was being redistributed and it was not including the American people. I, I find it amazing that we've got Beijing Biden occupying the White House, presumably. Um, I don't know exactly what's going on there, except that, you know, executive orders are flying out the door. Um, but the the proof the, uh, of the collusion with the uh, Communist Chinese Party, with Hunter Biden and Joe Biden, of course, this kind of factors into things. And then you bring forth through the documentary Absolute Proof, you, Brandon, and Mike, Mike Lindell, about the uh, Communist Chinese Party collusion into rigging, I'll say, our vote based on your investigative work product. My question is, uh, at the end of the day here, does President Trump here this week begins the second impeachment, this politically charged uh, narrative here? Is President Trump going to be able to use or will he use in as his defense, the predicate, of course, for the charges against them is the election fraud? That's the predicate, in, in my view, anyway, based on what I've heard um, or based on what, what, I've, what I've seen. So short of handing out a DVD or a USB drive, to every one of the, the senators going to be that's going to be hearing this uh, impeachment of absolute proof, short of that, and sitting them down and making them watch, will any of this be brought up during the impeachment uh, trial? To your knowledge, we hope. Well, we hope. Yeah, 
we and that's that was part of what we why we put this together because Absolutely. we'd understood that President Trump was not going to be allowed witnesses. So we decided to adjudicate what took place in the election before this impeachment scam. Fantastic, good tactic. I, I love so it. Now you understand now, uh, Doug, why this had to be done and done so fast, and we had to put it out, film it, post edit it in six days. There and you know, don't forget we have February nineteenth coming up, which, if I remember off the top of my head, is when they start the arguments related at the Supreme Court. So uh, Mike in this documentary kept speaking to the nine justices at the U.S. Supreme Court. As you watch this yes. documentary, several times he says, "You nine justices, you nine justices at the U.S. Supreme Court." So. You have to understand there's a, there, there was a deliberate uh, strategy here that involved getting this out in a timely manner to inform the American people so the American people could hold our elected officials accountable and so the American people could hold the U.S. Supreme Court accountable. This is about we the people holding these people accountable. I, I, got, I got bad news for these guys. You're not in charge. We the people are in charge. There are more of us than there are of you. They now know the truth and we expect you to do the right thing. You, we are a government of the people, by the people, for the people, and we have a right under the U.S. Constitution, Declaration of Independence, to alter, abolish, change. I mean, go read the Declaration of Independence. I'm not for a civil war. I've been on record for years saying America does not want a civil war. That would be horrible. So we are in no way for anything in that regard. What we are for is for the application of the U.S. Constitution. What we're in favor of is the rule of law. What we're in favor of is the American people speaking up with the facts and holding the elected officials accountable who are working for us in a representative constitutional republic form of government. So this is informing the American people because after all, knowledge is power. So we're seeking to empower the American people with facts. So the American people is no, are no longer the silent majority and they haven't been for a while now. One thing Donald Trump did among many is he awakened millions of people. For many years, Doug, you know that what we did, what I did, what Mary did, what others have done was called conspiracy theory and this and that. Well, all of a sudden people realized when it came to the Green New Deal, Agenda 21, Agenda 2030, global governance, their word, not mine, uh, all of these things, they weren't conspiracy. I mean, these people are now been, they've been exposed. The Great Reset Conference ended last week where they're calling for a digital currency, a digital economy. Uh, there's a push for social credit scores. All the things that I warned about in my book in 95, I talked about government uh, merging with big business for corporate fascism. You know, people thought that was crazy when I wrote that in my book in 1995, Reclaiming a Nation at Risk. And people can order it on Amazon probably for a dollar and see that in 1995, I was warning about corporate fascism. People thought that was silly talk back then. Then I was talking about the fact that we were moving towards social credit scores, just like China opens a dangan on people. I wrote about that in my book in 1995, that that was coming to America, and I explained in great detail how it would play out. It's playing out just as I said. Then we, I also wrote in that book that the violence in the streets of America would look like something out of a movie. Look at what happened in 2020. I wrote that in 1995. I can keep going down the line of things that we said were coming because we read their books, we read their speeches, we watch their speeches. Some of our research friends that we work with go to their actual UN global conferences and have dinner and meals with these people, knowing that these people are there, they're not undercover, they are there to report, they know they don't agree with it, and many of the globalists will take them to, or let them go to lunch or dinner with them 
and share with them what they do because they're proud of it. Many of them are not evil people in that they're evil, wanting an evil desire. What they're wanting is evil, but many of them think what they're doing is good. Now, there are those that know what they're doing is not, but there's a percentage of the people pushing this that they believe this is really how you have peace on earth and how you end wars and poverty, these things, and they're deceived, and they think this is such a great, noble thing. They're convinced that if they let some of these people uh, go to lunch and dinner with them and hear their side, then maybe they'll, they'll, they'll join them. So what I'm saying is this has all been documented for years, but what Donald Trump did was awaken millions of Americans to what they didn't know about, that they, that they thought maybe was on the fringes, and they realized it is absolutely 100% true. Now, you add that awakened population to what this movie does, absolute truth, and we're empowering the American people to hold the elected officials accountable in Congress and at the U.S. Supreme Court. So you have to understand Everything we are doing is the opposite of what the media has said we're about. We are about the rule of law. We are about the U.S. Constitution. We are about maintaining a united America, not a divided America. This documentary does not include attacks on the Democrat Party or Democrats. Why? We cut it out. If that happened, we cut it out. Someone that we were filming had a political hat on. We said you had to take it off. Someone we were filming had a uh, conservative party pin on. We said you have to take that off. Why? Because this is a documentary that is for the purpose of education, not politics. It is for uh, educating the American people that we can come together. Because at the end of the day, some Democrats, we have to believe, that voted for Donald Trump and those that even didn't vote for Donald Trump do not want to turn this country over to China and Russia and become a totalitarian state. And so we were seeking to reach out and uh, to even people we would disagree with on so many vital issues. But at least to say, don't you want to live in a free society with freedom of speech, freedom of religion, freedom of economics? We can debate politics all day long, but and that's fine, and we should, and then we vote. But don't you think at the end of the day, the vote should be free and fair? And if your guy wins, good for you. You worked hard. If our guys win, wins, good for us. We worked hard. But at the end of the day, don't you want a free society for your children and grandchildren? And I believe that is the majority of Americans, and that's the goal of this documentary is um, educate the American people, use the rule of law and our constitution and our declaration of independence and our constitutional republic to hold our elected officials accountable in a peaceful manner using the rule of law. All right. But I've got so many questions for you both. My guests, uh, actually, uh, I don't even want to say guests, uh, but heroes, to, uh, American heroes, Mary Fanning and Brandon House. Uh, I've got a couple of uh, questions here. I want to just hit you with right out of the gate here um, in this in this segment, and, and that's this. Um, the New York Times on the fifth came out and said there's three uh, lies or three. Um, uh, let me just uh, get the three false claims. I want to be very clear about the the wording here. Three false claims about the election made in this new film. And one is this, um, no Dominion files were, or no comma, Dominion files were not manipulated. That's number one. Number two is no comma, foreign countries did not interfere with voting machines. And three is no comma, votes for Biden were not counted multiple times. Uh, to you folks. I well, that. all you have to do is watch the documentary and you'll see the 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 uh, Colonel Waldron, which I'll let Mary talk more about him. You'll see uh, Colonel Waldron talking about uh, a guy who is, uh, again, Colonel 
retired, uh, who was in uh, a line of work to know about how this was being done uh, as he used to be involved, as he says, doing things on behalf of our government overseas, very much and similar to what now they're doing to us from overseas to here. So he saw a lot of things. He has it documented with a forensics team and a cyber security team that watched it and captured things live in real time as they were happening. So I, I think from what we've been told on our documentary, and again, we were just asking a lot of questions. I mean, we're investigative reporters. I know that Dominion and other people are having a fit about this, but hey, guess what? We still have the freedom of speech uh, and broadcast liberty in America to ask people experts, to ask um, experts questions. And that's what we've done. So these experts are telling us uh, that they have this in real time, that they saw it, and we're seeing hearing this from a couple different groups. So not this isn't coming from any single source. This is being validated and backed up by multiple experts in the intelligence arena. Uh, and again, when it comes to votes being counted, we had with us uh, Melissa Carone, who the media's tried to just destroy, and Saturday Night Live has done a spoof on her. I mean, we had at the news desk... Mike Lindell and Melissa Carone, you know, him interviewing her, both of them spoofed on Saturday Night Live. Actually, Mike was in our studio on the Saturday night. He was being spoofed. While he was being spoofed on Saturday Night Live, he was in our studio. Okay. That was so how, how, how interesting is that, right? But Melissa Carone, she was an IT. Her she she says on the on the video, on the documentary, that she was an IT. She was hired as an IT specialist with her resume by Dominion. And then she details what she saw. Now remember with COVID, a lot of the poll watchers were kept back. She, as an IT person, was walking up and down the aisle, she says, and she was able to see what was going on, including she claims feeding the ballots through the machines and then when they would jam say say they would it would jam on number 20 they'd take the 20th one out place it back on top and run the whole stack of 50 through again she claims they would run them through at stacks of 50 right so if number 20 jams pull out number 20 put it on the top and you would rerun the whole 19 that got counted they should have taken out the 19 and then run with number 20 and kept going but instead they pull out number 20 put it back on the the top and run it through again. So now you got 19 votes being recounted. She said this went on and on. She says in her testimony on the documentary at wvwtv.com slash proof or the American report.org that she at one time saw the number on the counter be 400. She said that should have never gone above 50 because they were counting in batches of 50. So to all these things, we have an answer. But these people, again, I, you're, I, in my opinion, you're dealing with liars, propagandists. And in some cases, I believe you're dealing with people that are actually the government. In some cases, I believe you're dealing with people that are actually from the intelligence arena, the, the bad guys that are writing articles and then putting other people's names on it, writing under their names. So there is a humongous propaganda disinformation campaign going on. Um, and what they're going to do now this week, I, I contend, is start attacking the three executive producers even more uh, and, and making up stuff whole cloth, just making up whole cloth lies, as they've already done about Mike Lindell. Oh, well, they've already done it about me, uh, the Huffington, and they've done it about Mary over the years and recently. They, 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 the Huffington Post claimed the other night, I'm told, and I saw the screenshot, that my documentary Siege – they were mocking that the director, he actually put out a documentary in 2019, December 2019, that's eight and a half hours. And they were saying that it was uh, uh, talking about globalism and global governance and filled with anti-Semitic trop. 
Well, I would doubt that the moron that wrote that ever watched these this eight and a half hours. I bet you he doesn't even own the DVD. How could he get it that fast? So I would ask, how does he know what's in it unless he watched the first hour for free at SiegeTheMovie.com? But that's funny. Anti-Semitic trop because we're talking about globalism. Well, that's interesting. Is he trying to imply that who, who's behind this? Because we didn't as far as being Jews. He says anti-Semitic Trump. Well, that's interesting because here's my here's my conference held in the Ozarks in 2019. Multiple hours of speakers. And what is the whole theme of the conference that we had in the Ozarks? Fighting anti-Semitism with my Jewish friend Arnold Frutenbaum, my Jewish friend Olivier Melnick uh, on the platform, my Jewish friend Marty Getz. So really, I'm anti-Semitic, am I? Well, that's interesting because I have a radio show on 55 stations, and every Friday for 10 years I've had on a guy talking about Israel in the Middle East and focusing on Israel in the Middle East and anti-Semitism. We produced from this studio on this news desk a show by Olivier Melnick, whose grandfather was hauled off to the concentration camp, and his show is called Fight the New Anti-Semitism. And guess who's the producer of that, the director of that? Me. But the Huffington Post, being the useful idiots that they are, dumb as a box of rocks, in my opinion, are actually declaring that I put out in my documentary anti-Semitic trop. That is a bold-faced lie, and I'm looking into who I can sue, if anyone, for that. Yep. Brandon House on fire. Um, <laughs> Uh, Mary, um, I, I think that that was pretty well covered. Any, any comment about the New York Times, the three uh, uh, falsehoods or three? You know? oh, yeah, it's ludicrous. So the New York Times comes out and says that there's no proof. Well, if you're looking at the attorney um, who appears in our documentary, Matt DiPerno, he comes with full evidence, which we get to back up with our cybersecurity experts, that the vote was stolen at exactly what time in Antrim County, Michigan. We show that 6,000 votes were flipped, and, and we know that they went. the vote had been at favoring Trump 65-35, and then was immediately flipped to 35-65, then favoring uh, Biden. So at that very point in time, 6,000 votes are stolen. We also go in and show that, yes, there was foreign intrusion, and there are IP addresses and, and unique computer IDs, and they show that this is coming from China, from including Huawei, Alibaba Cloud, China Unicom, UCloud, China Titong. This intrusion, as I said, 66% of the intrusion, the foreign intrusion into our election came from China. And by the way, if you're looking at the intrusion from Pakistan and the ISI, well, they happen to have a very close relationship with China. So um, I, I, the New York Times says a lot of things that make no sense. They certainly are not based in truth or fact. But I think like you know, CNN and, and even now Fox News, who just got rid of Lou Dobbs, a huge truth teller, mm -hmm. um, the American people are onto their gig. And they're not buying their mockingbird media, and they and and they they so overplayed their hand in the theft of this election, you know, domestic traitors and foreign adversaries working hand in hand, and you know that the American people have you know even you, you remember the Obama administration and everyone was handed out animal spirits. Well, is that what they really think of the American people who are funding this government? Uh, is is that what they see the American people as, is animals and their herd? Because the American people are the ones who built this country, and they're not about to turn it over to a bunch of, you know, uh, communists or people who, 
who support China. My word, the American people, can you imagine um, thinking that there was a virus and they, they simply put their elderly in a body bag while they were alive and they were putting them into the furnaces in Wuhan? That's not how Americans think. That does not, they don't embrace the communist belief system. They simply don't. Um, this is a country that was founded on freedom. And, and Americans have fought battles for other countries to, to have freedom. Do, did they really think that we would walk away from our U.S. Constitution and our country and simply turn it over and become a colony of China because we have some traitors in this country at the top who, who cut deals and were, you know, and I mean, all the American people have to do, it's not being well covered, but can you even imagine someone running uh, for office whose son was on Air Force Two that picked up a $1.5 billion payday from China and then even having the temerity to think you could run for office after that? 10% for the big guy. It, it, you're exactly right. Um, I, I want to make sure I get in a lot of the, the questions I have here. Another one. Uh, it seems to be taking on a life of its own. Mary Fanning, of course, theamericanreport.org, Brennan House, wvwtv.com, and for the movie, wvwtv.com slash proof. Now, um, a big thing has been made about OAN running this on a loop. Uh, Steve Bannon talked about this. Uh, but it seems it seems like the disclaimer that was uh, put on Amer uh, one American news seems it, it, it has a life of its own. Took on well, a life Mike, go ahead. Mike is on record. Mike is on record on our TV show Friday night with Mary. The three executive producers did the first broadcast together Friday night. Remember, we finished it at five forty-five a.m. Friday morning. So Friday night, the first show, which they can watch at wvwtv.com. It's hilarious. Can Mike? Uh, Mike had had, uh, I think, an hour of sleep. I had an hour of sleep. Mary, I don't, I don't even know if she had any. And so we've been up for 24 hours, all three of us. And so we're all a little punchy. So it turned out to be a really fun show and a celebratory show. Uh, so if you want to watch that show, it's at WVWTV.com. That was Friday night, the first time the three of us, the ex three executive producers, had the chance to then broadcast live uh, about the film that had just been released earlier. Now, Mike, in that TV show, uh, that they again can see at WVWTV.com, Mike says, I just said to him, fine, throw up a disclaimer. So I know people are making a big deal about it as though it somehow it discredits the documentary, but Mike is the one that told him it in his own words. I mean, that's what we heard him say, Mary, right? So he said, throw up a document, throw up a disclaimer. I mean, what, what, what do we care if they throw up a disclaimer? Well, beyond that, um, you've got now the a Dominion representative on CNN, you're saying, Mike Lindell, you better watch out because Dominion's coming after you. Well, you know, we weren't working on threats or things like that. We actually put up Eric Coomer of Dominion, who was telling about that their machines were connected to the modem. So they were connected to the Internet. So when people were coming forward and saying, these machines are not connected to the Internet, you now have the vice president, head of security, Eric Coomer, contradicting that. In and so we showed that piece. That's in, our That's in our documentary. You can see the footage she's talking about. You can see him in his own words in the documentary. Exactly. And, and by, the way, by the way, if Dominion wants to sue, can you imagine the fun we're going to have with Discovery, Mary? I can't imagine how much fun that will be. That'll be a documentary in itself once that's all over. Well, I mean, they're using lawfare, thinking that they'll threaten people. But when you're presenting the facts and you're presenting their own vice president telling the truth of their machines connected to the Internet, to modems, 
Well, it's really moot. The issue is moot because they have just told you the truth. Perhaps it was accidental, but they still told the truth. Yeah, and, 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 and even if, again, my opinion, the, the, in my opinion, the discovery would be quite fun. But in my opinion also, I would say, if they're hooked to the Internet or they have a modem that can thus be hooked to the Internet and data transferred, as, we, as, as being discussed in our documentary, well, what again, I can have something hooked to the Internet and have someone else hack it. But the fact that I had something hooked to the Internet that gets hacked is kind of my fault, in, in my opinion. In other words, we secure our stuff, right? I have a chief, tech, uh, chief technology officer, and if he hooks some of our stuff to the Internet that I don't want hooked to the Internet because I want it preserved and safe, and I find out later he hooked it to the Internet and my information is corrupted or stolen or hacked and destroyed, then who do I blame? Do I blame the guy that hacked it or do I blame the guy that allowed it to go on the Internet when I told him, isolate it, keep it safe, I don't want this on the Internet, I want it safe. You know, you've got to expect people are going to hack stuff is what I'm saying. So ultimately, who is responsible if you're not doing things like you should be doing them? I guess that's the question that people have to ask. And that's all I'm doing is asking questions. And by the way, my chief technology officer would never do that because he knows better than to take stuff we want safe, we want protected, we don't want hacked, and to keep it preserved in multiple places, not tied to the Internet. So again, I'm just asking questions and then saying, even if someone didn't have a, a, a nefarious intent, okay, but if you did something stupid and something bad happened, you know, th th there needs to be answers for that. Wouldn't you agree, Mary? Yeah, um, on October 31st, before the election, we exposed that there was a prismatic scoring algorithm that steals the vote at the transfer points. So we told that there was this application. It was actually created for our, by our government uh, for foreign surveillance. It was um, put in place under the Department of Defense, and the DIA was using this. This was a very powerful foreign surveillance tool, but it also had applications, one of which could steal the vote or protect the vote at the transfer points. This was to keep all these countries, foreign countries, from having their votes stolen by communists and flipping the nations into communism. It was to preserve freedom. That was then being used on our country by China. So somehow China ended up with our foreign surveillance tools that were built for this country. Now, you actually had um, the man that the New York Times referred to as the smartest man in the room, Dr. Navid Kasharov Nia, come forward, and he'd worked in multiple agencies, and he came forward and he confirmed all the information on this prismatic scoring algorithm, this tool, scorecard, that was made to steal the vote. And he stood behind all that. So I, the New York Times is going to have quite a day when they're calling the man out of one side of their mouth the smartest man in any room, and on the other saying that this is not true. And, and by the way, he's given a, yep. a sworn affidavit to exactly that. And, and I don't know because I had to step out of the call, to, out of the room to take an important call for several minutes there. If you guys noticed, I went missing. But uh, if, if have you discussed Dan or uh, Matt Matt DePerno in much depth in this interview when I stepped out? No. Okay. Uh, it was. Um, I think Mary. Uh, I think you referenced Matt, uh, but I don't think we went. Uh, yeah, I spoke about Antrim County and the six thousand vote theft at, at a certain particular moment in time. Right. But Brandon, tell tell what tell how they're handling the legalities of that in Michigan. It's really quite fascinating. Yeah. Well, that's in the documentary, of course. And Matt sat at the desk. I think we have an hour plus footage of him. 
and we scaled it down to 38 minutes and then we had to even go more and take it down to 31 minutes and uh, soon we'll we'll be posting some of the long form interviews i mean obviously we have a lot of footage we'll we'll be posting some of the long form interviews of these great patriots and americans brave people at wvwtv.com we'll post a long form because we got him much longer than the 31 minutes but he is the longest per we interview him longer than anyone in the film and we had to he's the only attorney in america to have by court order the right to audit the Dominion machines. And that is what he did. And he comes to the news desk, this news desk with Mike Lindell and behind him on the screen was all of this report. And if you, uh, aspects of the report and then charts explaining the votes and how they were flipped. And then as you watch the documentary, you will see that what I did was I went through his report, by the way, which if you put it up on Twitter, Facebook, uh, other places, he says it's gone. It's gone immediately. The only place it stays is his website. He told me last night by text his website of his little law firm was being attacked. And uh, so it's still ba- it is back up now. I, it may have gone down, but it was being attacked. By the way, we were attacked last night from uh, my chief technical uh, IT technical officer says by uh, groups coming in from China and Russia and Singapore. So, uh, but this report that his forensics team did, I went through the report as I was post editing this and I pulled out screenshots and I put up things on the screen that people could see. Please understand that comes from a report from forensic scientists about the audit of the Dominion machines from the case by Matt DiPerno, the only attorney in America to have a court order to audit the the Dominion machines, he says. And so we show the report, we show the screenshots. I filled this thing up in post edit with as many screenshots as I could so people can see the documentation, right? And he sits at this desk and talks about the fact that the attorney general of Michigan, where he lives, Antrim County, Northern Michigan, where the attorney general is putting out tweets talking about how anyone that comes after the election results, that's not going to be tolerated. He says that she has threatened with investigation members of the state legislature that come after investigations on election fraud. And Matt told us last week on the phone after he was here that there is a, uh, a, a, a asserted, reported, he says, where he's being you know, I guess, I don't know if they're doing this to intimidate him, but it was made known to him there's an attempt to maybe have him disbarred. For what? For for having a client that believes that the election was not free and fair and that some things were being flipped, and so they get a court order to audit and they find this information to be true, according to the forensic scientists that were brought in that he did not know. He did not know them uh, until they were brought in. Then he got to know them. So according to their report, and again, so much of this documentary is us just reporting what the experts are telling us. This is not our opinion. This is facts being presented to us by experts, including a report from the forensic scientists that were allowed to audit the Dominion machine and then put out a detailed report that you see in this documentary over and over with the screenshots that talk about the Dominion machines being set up to have a failure rate of somewhere around 68% and votes being flipped and a county like Antrim County that normally goes 65% Republican, 35 Democrat flipping the other direction, okay? 
So all of these people that say there was no voter fraud, there was no machines going on, I think we show that from the scientific forensic experts that audited those Dominion machines. But why are people attacking, and uh, reportedly as we see the screenshot in the documentary, the highest chief, uh, law enforcement official in Michigan, the attorney general, attacking people that want the truth, that want to represent their client as to whether we had a free and fair election. As Matt DiPerno says in the documentary, that's totalitarianism. That is totalitarianism. We don't want to live in a police state. And when you have the power of the government threatening to disbar people, take away their livelihood so they cannot support their family, put their kids through college, put clothes on their back, and you're intimidating them, now you want to know why you don't have legislators standing up? Many of them, I believe, have been threatened. They've been intimidated. They have families. So I don't like it. I don't like it one bit. And if any of them go after Dan, Matt DiPerno, they go after him. You can better believe we are going to alert the millions and millions of Americans about that. And if they go after anyone else in this film, you can better believe we're going to alert the millions of Americans about that. And, we're not going to tolerate being bullied no, for the and, truth. And nor, nor should you, nor will we, uh, for what it's worth, the entire platform of the Hagman Report, our listeners and viewers will, will stand behind you. Because last week, as you pointed out, Dana Nessel, the Attorney General of Michigan, along with Governor uh, Whitmer and Jocelyn Benson, they won attorneys who filed election conspiracy lawsuits, their words, uh, or, or spoke or tweeted or believe in, that the election was fraudulent. They want them disbarred. So it's Dana Nessel, uh, Gretchen Whitmer, as well as Jocelyn Benson, the Secretary of State of Michigan. And this is unconscionable. These are thought crimes, by the way. Um, and, and, and so thank you very much. Uh, go ahead, uh, Brandon. Uh, well, you said it all. You said it all. And thank you. I mean, because after all, how many how many downloads did you have last month on this show, by the way? Three point five million in uh, one one platform. Exactly. One platform. Right. So this is why they're scared of us. The alternative media, the digital platform you've built, the digital platform I've built. They're not able to control the narrative, the propaganda. You know, if the fact that they want to shut people down, take them off Twitter, shadow ban them, block things. Uh, it, 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 what does that tell you? If we are if we are wrong, if what we're presenting is wrong, why can they not make the case that it's wrong and document it? Why do they have to ban, shadow ban, block, take things down? They are scared, I believe, of the truth. They know we are right, and instead they start attacking personally. That's 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 you know one hundred and one in debate. You can't defend your position. You can't win the argument. Attack the attack the messenger. And so this is why they're afraid of alternative media. OK, and so it, that's why it's so important that there are shows like this, that we have the freedom to put together documentaries like this. But if they're so right, then why are they acting so guilty? Why are they acting like they're presenting a lie? Because I think they know they're lying. That It's up. We've got them. We presented it to the American people. The American people are right. And we have backed them into a corner with the truth, the truth. And they're being exposed for the anti-American and, in some cases, criminal, treasonous traitors that they are. I believe many of them working in concert with foreign enemies, which is why the subtitle of the documentary is what it is. Enemies, foreign and domestic. In fact, we asked Colonel Waldron. We asked Colonel Waldron about this. And in the documentary, he says that the people overseas, the enemies of America overseas, he says he believes they could not have done what they did without the cooperation of domestic enemies. Well, that's what we're exposing and fighting with this truth. 
enemies, foreign and domestic, trying to steal our republic and the future of our children and grandchildren. You took the words right out of Mary Fanning's mouth. And, and I, I mean, that. It's, uh, that's exactly what she said. And, and, and you know, the, the by the way, I, I want to give you a credit as well. Um, siege, sabotage, Marxianity. Your uh, back stories or, or back documentaries and books leading up to this point lays out exactly how we got here. And, and folks, go to uh, Worldview Weekend TV, uh, wvwtv.com. Uh, in fact, all of the links will be on the program description box. This is so important. Mary Fanning to the American w- Report. wvwtv.com slash store. wvwtv.com slash store. They can order uh, my documentary, Siege. They can order my document. That's eight and a half hours. Came out in December 2019. They can order Sabotage. Came out in 2018. Uh, and by the way, both of these include former DHS officer Phil Haney, who was a broadcaster at this news desk, who was shot and killed February 20th, 2020. And here we are coming up on February 20th, 2021. We still don't know how he was shot because I don't think the deep state cares to finish the investigation and tell us the truth. And, and he was a DHS whistleblower. And, and my question to you both, and, and Mary, thank you so very much. Mary's website, theamericanreport.org. Folks, bookmark that website. And, and Mary, again, from the bottom of my heart, I thank you for what you're doing. But, but to the question of the both of you, why uh, have we become so compromised in the courts, in the, the both houses, in the Supreme Court, um, all across the board, and especially the media, the march through the media, the uh, universities, of course, where we cannot get a fair uh, shake with respect to the evidence presented here. Because PolitiFact, uh, I, I think it's uh, PolitiFact just came out and said, oh, no, no, we debunked this, uh, uh, you know, uh, we're, or I'm sorry, factcheck.org. Uh, My Pillow oh. CEO's video rehashes debunked election fraud claims. I'll tell you what, when I read that, after watching what I saw, I'm, I'm wondering if they even watched the video or if they did, um, if they were talking about the right one. I, I'm just asking. I don't know. But go ahead, uh, Brandon. Well, that has ownership out of Belgium and ownership uh, from TikTok. So, you know, when you're getting fact-checked by China, it's laughable. <laughs> it is laughable. So, Mary, Mary. And- Tell about tell about that. Uh, what's that other page? Is it lead news or what is that other page? A lead stories. Yeah, it's. I mean, people have to understand. You know, uh, Saul Alinsky's rules for radicals has taken on new proportions, and um, they have so overplayed their hand. They have so become so outrageous in their lies. You know. Don't believe your lying eyes. Don't believe what you're seeing right before you. Believe us as we lie to you some more. Um, this is why the platforms like CNN and MSNBC and, and um, you know, I, even Red Rupert, you know, the fact that, that they are um, paring down uh, their stable and getting rid of anyone who is a conservative, it should, you know, sort of enlighten the, the American people as to what they're doing. And, you know, the American people fought wars not to be brainwashed. By the way, <clears throat> keep in mind that the Smith-Munt Act, the Smith-Munt Act was put in place in 1948 to keep the American people from having propaganda used on them. And so, of course, we, we put that in place in 1948 because we just fought a war 
where they were using propaganda on their own people so they didn't know what the truth was that were, were taking places in countries where they were putting people in gas chambers. And so the American people need to understand that in 2012, Barack Obama's, under his administration, they, they did the um, renewal or this new, new version of the Smith-Munt Act, which took away the right to not have propaganda used on the American people. They made it legal under the 2012 Act to, to use propaganda on the American people. That should tell you that it is legal and it is being utilized by every one of these media platforms that they are, it is now legal lying to the American people, legally lying, using propaganda based upon the Smith-Munt Act of 2012. And you know what's interesting, Doug? How, how many times have I come on here and talked with you about brainwashing? And as you know, I'm in the middle of producing my next documentary, Brainwashed America. I have two hours of it done. Uh, I finished up the first two hours, the middle of October, and then I had to put everything on hold to see how the election would turn out because if the film starts out with the biggest brain, one of the biggest brainwashing operations in America was COVID-19 and how we're all going to die and we need to shut down America's economy, destroy the economy. And we all need to be vaccinated with Bill Gates's vaccine and we all need to wear masks, you know, face diapers. This was the biggest uh, propaganda uh, information operation in American history. And that's how I opened the documentary. Then I had to stop because I think I had to see how the election was going to turn out. And I believe that was the second, the second biggest brainwashing operation in America, which was used, by the way, the first one was used to carry out the second, which is, oh, it was a free and fair election. Well, it was the first, the COVID, that allowed for, oh, you can't get near each other. Therefore, you can't look at the ballots, uh, poll watchers, Republican poll watchers. Uh, oh, by the way, it's so bad. We have to have you know, millions and millions and millions and millions of mail-in ballots, right? So the first pro propaganda brainwashing operation was the COVID, which set up the second one, which is the election steal and the, the lie and the propaganda that there was a free and fair election. So I'm, I'm going back now to finishing up Brainwashed America, and I will show the 12 historically proven steps of how you brainwash a people. And I'll tell you something, as I said in my TV show on Friday Night Live with the other two executive producers, Mike Lindell and Mary Fanning, I, st I, I told Mike Lindell, I said, Mike, I want the audience to understand why they're attacking you. They're attacking you for a couple reasons, but it's number one in my 12 steps on brainwashing that I've under un uncovered through great historical study and particularly how they dealt with our POWs during the Korean War. Yep. When they would have those men come into the POW camps uh, during the Korean War, our American POWs, the first thing it would do is figure out who was a leader and who had religious conservative convictions and the ability to lead. If you were religious, they immediately sent you off to a reactionary camp. You were considered hopeless, but you could not taint the other men. Well, is Mike Lindell religious? Is he a strong Christian and a self-professing vocal Christian? Yeah. And he wants to make sure people know that, right? Secondly, if you had the courage to lead, if you had the courage to lead and organize, you're gone. So first, are you religious? Are you vocal religious? And are you a conservative, convictional leader that can lead, has the courage to lead? You're gone. And guess what percentage they had to get rid of according to the government study, the government study that I reveal in this new coming documentary? Mm. 5%. All they had to remove was 5% of those American POWs from the other 95%, and the other 95% would largely conform. Well, they're starting with Mike Lindell. 
a man of courage, conviction, and religious Judeo-Christian values at his base of worldview. And if they can remove him from the other 95%, that sets the tone. And it tells, they must destroy him personally. They must try to destroy his business. See, they can't destroy him too much really personally because he's already told everything in his book. I mean, go read his book, you know? So now they're going to make up stuff, just make it up. And now they're going to go after his business. But what they're doing is trying to send a message, I believe, to the rest of American leaders. Sit down or shut up or what we've done to Lindell will do to you. Well, if they can move 5% of the American leaders out of the way, I believe the other 95% of Americans will be intimidated and will conform. So we have to understand what they're doing to Lindell is the, st is the start. They're starting with him, and then they're coming after every other leader and business owner and patriot and religious person of courage and conviction. And you better stand up now because otherwise there won't be enough leaders to lead the other 95%. But let me tell you another story. The American people are waking up, and, and we saw one of those stories unfold right before us firsthand um, as we were finishing up um, – putting together the documentary, and Mike had to run back to the hotel. And um, he was in his car, and he was trying to speed back because he was coming back to pick up the, um, the hard drives and then fly out. And um, so he's speeding, and, and he gets pulled over uh, by a police officer, and he comes up to his window, and he, and he looks at me and said, you're the pillow guy. And Mike said, yeah, I'm the pillow guy. He said, you want my license? He goes, you're the pillow guy. Are you really making that documentary? Are you going to start telling the truth to the American people? He goes, let me get my partner out of the car. And his partner comes up and they both look at him and they're like, you're really going to save the country with telling the truth in a documentary? Mike said he could not believe that these two police officers in this t little town were so well-versed and knew what the real truth was and were so delighted to see that it was going to come forth. That's right. That's absolutely right. That's exactly what happened. He came back to the studio around 3.30, 4 o'clock in the morning after leaving to go clean up his hotel room and get his stuff to come back to finish up while we were finishing up, you know, different things I had to do to get it to rendering. He comes back in the studio and starts telling us this, this story with Mary on the phone. We both all heard it live as he told it. Hilarious. I mean, you speed in my town, uh, you're going to get a ticket and uh, you're going to get pulled over. But the fact that uh, the police officers, it had so penetrated the culture uh, because it was all over the news before the day before. The day before he was pulled over, it was all over the news that Mike Lindell is about to release this documentary. So it had so penetrated the culture that these police officers had were uh, very aware that the pillow guy, Mike Lindell, was working on a documentary. And they're like, right, is this really true? Is it, he said, is it coming out tomorrow? Is it really coming out tomorrow? Is it really true? Did you film it here in town? And he said, yes and yes. And the guy said, go on your way. Hurry up. You got things to do. Get this done. I'm sure he told him to slow down, too, by the way. But he said, you got to get out of here. Go on. Get this done. You two just made my day. I, I think that's a fabulous story. A uh, little, little story behind the scenes there, folks. And you heard oh, by it the right way, the, yep. officer, the officer said, now I have something I can check off my bucket list. <laughs> <laughs> and, and by the way, folks, uh, order from MyPillow. I know that their cancel culture is not working with MyPillow. In fact, they're on a couple of week, uh, I, I think, back order. But if you go to wvwtv.com, or I'm sorry, if you go to mypillow.com and use the promo code WVW, um, uh, what is it, WVWTV or just WVW? So they just go to world, mypillow.com, use the promo code WVW. Okay. They can do that if they want. And um, let me just say that this is just the beginning. Uh, you know, I'll also tell you this. 
there are people that are working to destroy, uh, if they can, the respect and the friendship that Mary and I have. There are people I, that we've already encountered, even while we were producing this, trying to drive a wedge between us with lies. No doubt. And uh, I'm just here to tell you guys, you're not going to tear the friendship and the research partnership of Mary Fanning and I apart. We have each other's back, and uh, we have more coming. So um, I'm not. I'm. 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 Uh, I'm of sound mind, and um, if anything happens to me, it wasn't done at my own hand. I think Mary can say the same thing. We're very happy people. Uh, we're very optimistic people, and uh, we're going to keep going. And all I can say is stay tuned for more that Mary Fanning and I have to produce, to do. Uh, we uh, have reason to believe that Mr. Lindell will likely be involved in some of those projects. We hope he will. We love working with him. We'd love to work with him again. Um, but Mary Fanning and I are not done. We have more to come. And all those people that think you can somehow make up stories and try to get us to divide each with each other. We've already had a deep conversation about our deep friendship and we're not playing your game and you're not going to get rid of the Fanning and house uh, team. And you have every right to be trying to tear us apart and separate us because together Mary Fanning and house. Well, you've only seen the beginning of what we're about to do. And that folks it should scare the, 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 the daylights out of the enemies of Brendan House and Mary Fanning. I, I'm going to tell you right now, um, you both have my admiration and the admiration of our viewers and listeners. And we appreciate exactly what you do in the, in the remaining five minutes we got, because I know you have to bolt here, both of you. Uh, so lucky to have you both on, again, two of the three executive producers of Absolute Proof, the movie, the documentary. Um, last question is, uh, what do you see, what's your desire? Uh, where do you want this, this absolute proof? What, what, uh, what changes do you want to see? Or what do you, what's the result and result with, uh, with this, uh, three things. I, I'll comment first then Mary, three things. I'd like to see it educate the American, well, maybe four things, educate the American people so they can hold our elected officials accountable, as I said, uh, as well as the Supreme court are appointed, obviously, but they're appointed through people that we elect, then I'd like to see it have an impact on the Supreme Court case. I'd like to see it have an impact on maybe the trial that's coming up, this sham trial in the Senate. And then I'd like to see it have an impact to cause the American people to demand that, that, that we not allow the federal government to take over elections. There's rumors that the Biden administration would like to federalize elections. We do not want our police force federalized. We don't want our police federalized. Those young, those those men that pulled over Mike Lindell the other night, those are the kind of patriots that we want policing our streets. We want them aware of what's happening and their love of freedom and a free and fair election, that they were excited that a documentary was going to come out about a free and fair election. Because if you have free and fair elections, you have a free and fair country. And maybe you're someone out there watching today who's not political. But what you need to understand is politics just simply means uh, the, the, how we govern. It's the, the affairs of the city. That's the original term for politics, the affairs of the city. And the affairs of the city involve every part of your life, your property tax, your police department, your fire department, your schools, your churches, the freedom of religion, freedom of speech, economic freedom, economic liberty. And so even if you're not political, but you say, well, I am deeply religious, let me tell you this. Without a free and fair election, you don't have a free and fair society. And where you have free and fair elections, you have liberty of economic freedom. You have religious liberty. You have freedom of speech. So I know you may say, oh, I don't want to be involved in politics. I'm not, not political. Or maybe you can convince your friends that aren't who say, oh, that's all political. Well, find out what it is they're crazy about. Is it being an entrepreneur, a free business, a free society? 
free speech, religion, all those things go away. Notice wherever you have free and fair elections, you have a free and fair economy. Wherever you have free elections, you have religious liberty. Wherever you have free elections, you have freedom of speech. This is what we're talking about. And we don't want to federalize our police. We don't want to federalize our voting. We want our secretaries of state to run these elections at the state level as currently happens. And I think the American people better start thinking really long and hard about who they elect for their governor, their secretary of state, and their attorney general, and their sheriff. If you elect the right governor in the right, and I know that's hard in some states, but here in the South, if we elect the right governor, the right secretary of state, the right attorney general, and the right sheriffs, we can tell the federal government to go pound sand. We need to reassert the 10th Amendment of the U.S. Constitution, that the powers the federal government has are limited and expressed, and the unlisted powers belong to the states and respective people thereof. We need states to pass legislation that says if you come in here to disrupt with the Second Amendment of the U.S. Constitution, we will arrest any federal officers that come in here to our state to violate the Second Amendment that is a guaranteed right of our citizens. Remember the 10 Bill of Rights were to be 10 handcuffs onto the central government. Instead, through legislation, through bad judicial rulings, those handcuffs have been taken off of the central government and placed on the states and every one of us. And now the elites sit there and decide when we have freedom of religion, when we have freedom of speech, when we have the right to keep and bear arms. No, it should be the other way around. Take off the handcuffs on the American people and the states, put them back where they belong as the founders intended on the central government, and reassert the 10th Amendment of the U.S. Constitution and our state rights. We, the people, do not have to be bullied by the bureaucrats in D.C. We are the government and we must take back our country at the 10th Amendment level, the Secretary of State running our elections with our attorney generals defending our right along with the governor and have free and fair elections in our state. And we must hold the federal government accountable and stop the tyranny coming from Washington that the founders so feared. We are the American people. We can do this. After all, we are Americans. Wow. What a great, what a great closing statement, Mary Fanning. You've got the last minute or two because uh, I know you got to you got to run. So, Mary, we do, and so this is our time and our place. We fought for other nations to maintain their freedom. We must maintain our own freedom, our own free constitutional republic. And, and so we need the courts to be listening to us. We need our representatives to be listening to us. This is our time and our place, and we have a duty to preserve freedom for the next generations, for our children and our children's children. Beyond that, I, I pay attention, America, because no one is coming to save us. We are the people that we have been waiting for. We are the people that must stand up for our own freedom. Doug? Doug, we have been bombarded here at our organization, as I know Mary has with emails. My, my wife can barely keep up with the customer support. I'm actually going to have to get her another cell phone this week. So Mike Lindell runs around with two cell phones. Uh, because he, I'm not kidding. Uh, my wife, as of this week, will have two cell phones because she can't keep up. We had my cell phone that's three cell phones. So we're actually going to outdo Mike. He's going to have two. We're going to have three. Uh, but we're being bombarded with text and emails and calls about what the American people can do. So let me give you an action point in closing. Share the URL from theamericanreport.org. Read the research of Mary and Alan Jones at theamericanreport.org. Go to our website, wvwtv.com slash proof and watch the documentary. Go to michaeljlindell.com. Watch it there if you want. We don't care where you watch it. Just watch it. Then disseminate this show. Disseminate Mary's research off of her website. 
Then we would encourage you to get the backstory by watching my documentary, Siege and Sabotage, available at wvwtv.com slash store. As Doug already said, that gives you the backstory of how the communists have moved into America. Siege, I give all the details. As, as um, Lenin said before he died, we will take Eastern Europe, then Asia, then we will surround the United States and collapse it from within. I detail in my documentary, Siege, eight and a half hours with incredible research. John Wayne really makes a big appearance in this along with Ronald Reagan and others, warning about what was going to happen and how the communists were going to do it. So if you want to understand how we got to this point, start educating yourself. Maybe start with my documentary, Siege, at siegethemovie.com. You watch an hour for free there. It's eight and a half hours. You can order that. Have people over to your home, in your living room, and have them watch this two-hour documentary that we produced, Absolute Truth. Maybe start showing aspects of my documentary, Siege. Send them the research of Mary Fanning that they can read. Get people educated to the backstory. Then I would say to the businessmen that are calling us, businessmen out of Nashville, businessmen out of Missouri. They want to know if it's okay for them to take out ads in their local newspapers to promote the website where they can watch this. And I would say, absolutely. We have businessmen in Missouri that are wanting to do this and blanket every newspaper in the state of Missouri. So just pick one of our websites, wvwtv.com slash proof or michaeljlindell.com, uh, the American Report. Just pick a website that, that you know it's going to stay up, that they can't take down so that when you buy the ad, it's still up. I know that we've been able to fight off the attacks due to the millions of dollars that we've invested in our site at wvwtv.com slash proof. So we're going to be up. I'm pretty sure Michael J. Lindell's site is going to stay up as well. So we put in a lot of money to be able to, to keep those sites up. So just don't go and print a website URL that you fear could go down so you waste your ad. But print ads, take out ads, businessmen, all over your state. Some of you have approached us and you have very deep pockets. Take out billboards. Take out billboards. So we need a massive advertising campaign. Let's go old school. If they're going to take it down off Twitter and Facebook, fine. We'll go old school. Put ads in newspapers, billboards, whatever you can come up with. Organize as a people. You don't need any more direction from us. The American people are smart. They're innovative and they know what to do. Take this. Put this campaign everywhere. Asking people to watch absolute proof give out the url and then advertise it like crazy and let's go around the mainstream media and the gatekeepers brian in the house mary fanning thank you very much american heroes both god bless you and uh please stay thank safe and, and thanks for thanks for being generous with your time today I appreciate oh, thank, you. thank you for thank you for giving your platform to mary and i thank you for what you've done i'm sure what you've done today will come at cost to you i'm sure they're going to try to to take down some of your platforms and attack you for doing this. So I just, again, ask the listeners to support Doug Hagman, what he's doing, his broadcast platform, because, Doug, you've just put a big crosshair on yourself, my friend. Been there, done that, and we do. Eric does have the T-shirt. God bless you both. Thank you very much. Take care of yourself. Get some, God some bless rest. you, and thank you. All right. Thank you. Folks, uh, two, two American heroes, uh, that was Mary Fanning from the AmericanReport.org and Brandon House, WVWTV.com. The executive producers, along with Mike Lindell, behind the, the documentary, the movie Absolute Proof, which, of course, the left absolutely hates, absolute hate by the left. And um, there's the... There's the backstory, the um, kind of the nuts and bolts of making that. And remember what uh, what Brandon said about 
that iconic or that that very historic picture of Mike Lindell walking out of the West Wing or walking by the West Wing and the zeroing in on that paper. That paper had nothing to do with anything. The reason that Mike Lindell was at at the, at the White House was because of this documentary, the information from Mary Fanning, the research product of Mary Fanning and Brandon House. Now, I had known about this earlier, and I got to tell you, you just, you know, you got to wait, and um, you just have to wait. All right, so... Um, I, I, Eric the Tech, by the way, uh, how was your weekend? It was short, I'm sure, right? Always. Yeah. Uh, what's the program clock? How, how much time do we have on the program clock? Uh, you've got about 13 minutes. All right, good. I, I'm going to need all 13. Before I go any further, uh, I, I know we had a special Saturday broadcast, and um, I want to thank each and every one of you each and every one of you who support this broadcast. And, you know, uh, my wife and I and, and, and Eric, uh, the, the core of, of the Hagman Report, we're just so thankful for all of you. I appreciate you. We appreciate you more than you know. And what Brandon House said about, uh, you know, boy, you know, putting a crosshair on this platform you know, there are some people who are willing to sell the country out for wealth, and there are some people who are willing to sacrifice their wealth for their country. Not that, I, not that I'm wealthy or we're wealthy, but we'll put it all on the line so this country has uh, a future, so that my grandchildren have futures and Eric's children and, and his grandchildren eventually have, have futures. Right now, in case you haven't heard about this, and I, I want to drive this home, um, the left, they are working to target Americans as terrorists. Now, you, you've heard this. You've heard about this, maybe in one shape, one form, or another. But the Biden regime, just so you know, they're working with congressional committees to allow or intelligence agencies to target American citizens as terrorists. Remember after the Patriot Act was passed, um, and, and Sebastian Gorka talked about this on his show um, last Thursday, But and he, and he did say during that show that he was informed by a member of the Biden regime. Uh, this comes, uh, by, by the way, this comes on top of and in addition to what uh, the head of the uh, military is doing, Austin is doing, the Biden regime is working with the Senate and House Intelligence Committees to make amendments to the executive order from the 1980s. That executive order, and you can remember this, write this down or whatever, 12333, that's executive order 12333. This permits the NSA and the CIA to target U.S. citizens as domestic terror threats. So let me just cover that one more time. The Biden regime, along with members of Congress, and that includes some Republican members. Really, there is no Republican and Democrat anymore. There's right and left or right and wrong. They're working together to revise uh, 
an executive order from the 1980s, the number of which is 12333, that would allow the NSA and the CIA to target U.S. citizens as domestic terrorists on U.S. soil. Now, 12333, that executive order, is titled United States Intelligence Activities. It provides the parameters for government surveillance of both U.S. citizens and non-citizens at home and abroad. So in other words, you could be a non-citizen here or a citizen of the U.K., in the U.K. or England, whatever, or Australia. It doesn't matter. It gives the government the authority to go after you. Now, um, I, I also want to say this. And you know about this Bank of America. Have you heard about this? Bank of America has turned over two, the, the names and uh, addresses and contact information of 211 at last count of their um, uh, customers who were in the proximity, in, in proximity of Washington, D.C., during the January 6th, during I think it was from the 4th through the 8th or something like that. It was a, it was a four- or five-day period. They turned that information over to the government for purchases made in and around Washington, D.C. during that time, whether it be a hotel reservation. This is Bank of America now. Or a, uh, uh, a purchase, gas station purchase. Yes. They're turning this information over. And one more thing about this as well. And so, so my wife, who has an emergency credit card with Bank of America, no, it's gone, gone. We have to, we have to vote with our money, with our pocketbooks. Um, but in, in addition to all of this, even if you were not at, and, and trust me, you might ask, well, how do you know this? I'm not going to tell you how I know this. Um, the FBI, along with the intelligence agencies here in the United States, are investigating individuals and platforms. You can read between the lines here. Uh, and, and attempting to create a situation where we they could say, well, you guys, you guys were inciting sedition and engaged in seditious activity. In your, the inchoate crime of conspiracy. Consp okay, so conspiracy, meaning an inchoate crime, is a, a crime that has to be coupled with another crime. It can't stand on its own. You can't be charged with conspiracy and nothing else, okay? Conspiracy for what? Conspiracy to incite violence. They are coming for you. They're coming for us. Which is why we were so fortunate to have Brandon House and Mary Fanning on today. I want to circle back around, right, Jen Psaki? Let's circle back to that, or let me circle back to that. I'll circle back to that. <laughs> this is why we, we, we had Brandon House and Mary Fanning on today. We have to get this information out before... We get shut down. 
if we get shut down. I'm not sure if it's a question of if. It, it, it's probably a question of when. They take your voice away. What's left? They take your rights away. What's left? And the article that Mary Fanning referenced and, and um, Brandon House referenced in Time Magazine, or in Time Magazine, if you haven't read that already, please read that. The link will be in the program description box. The word I was looking for, the elections were not stolen. They were fortified. Okay, that's the, fortified. What the, what the Time article explains is this um, unity of action and purpose, which I would say is a conspiracy. I would be able to, honestly, they should, every senator should be given a copy of this 6,500-word article from Time magazine. It names names. It names uh, NGOs as they go in for the impeachment hearings. It's an indictment. It's an admission. In my view, it's an admission as to what they did with the 2020 elections, how they used uh, social media, how uh, uh, Zuckerberg and Chan gamed the system with respect to the um, giving out money grants, that is, but also engaging them in, in a very uh, stern agreement that you put voting boxes here and there, mobile voting here and there, whatever. But the terms and conditions were stifling. And yes, your Republican secretaries of states did that. Your Republican, again, these terms are meaningless, um, Federal Election Commission officials did that. So now, getting back to what I was saying earlier about executive order back from the 80s, 12333, the revisions being made to that, you even talk about election theft or voter fraud or, or, or election fraud. They want to criminalize that activity. So I can't, and I, I don't have to do this. I don't have to dis put any disclaimer on this. I'm telling you right now, it is my belief based on reasonable investigation that the election of 2020 was stolen in a big way from President Donald Trump. Again, no disclaimers. I'm not disclaiming anything. You heard Mary Fanning and Brandon House and Mike Lindell, uh, for the, the my pillow guy, as you recognize him, discussing absolute proof, or at least two of the three executive producers, and of course uh, Brandon House, the director, and how this all came about. I would urge you to watch Absolute Proof. The link will be on the uh, in the program description box again. Uh, to watch it at wvwtv.com slash proof, as well as theamericanreport.org. The links will be there. And as I said on Saturday, and I'm going to say this again, I want to thank you from the bottom of my heart for everyone who has helped this platform stay afloat. We are hardening our, our 
assets so we can continue forward to bring you the the truth, the quality of guests like um, Brandon House and Mary Fanning. And by the way, John Moore was not on today because this schedule issue. Okay, um, that's a long story short, a schedule issue. But boy, did Brandon and Mary bring the house down, I think. Please, folks, share this share this segment, share this video with everyone you know. Share absolute proof with everyone you know. And you know what? If if they've already seen it, share again, share this program. Let them know. Let them in on the backstory behind this. I know how hard they worked. I mean, I I'm surprised. I thought, seriously, Eric the Tech, I thought, actually, I thought Brandon went unconscious, you know, when, when he had to take that call, I thought, I figured he went unconscious because he hasn't slept for days. Neither is Mary. That's how hard people are working. There's a lot going on behind the scenes. We are going to fight back. We are going to be patriotic Americans. We, with a patriotic spirit, with the spirit of 1776, we are not going to succumb to this new world order, build back better crap we're not going to succumb to any of that. We are going to prevail as God wills us, as God wills it. But we also have to repent as well. You, you heard that Saturday. We have to repent. But we have to, when we have to hit our knees and we have to be in prayer and we have to move forward with that righteous fight because the fight is righteous we are fighting pure evil pure evil going to be back to a normal schedule this week after today may god bless each and every one of you and thank you from the bottom of my heart steve quill thank you tom horn thank you brandon mary house uh, brandon house mary fanning thank you god bless have a great night